Come gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and high adventure from the worn pages of history. Set aside thine homemade face mask, unless you're in public, in which case thank you for being so responsible. And hearken ye well to the voices of your storytellers, for this is... The Silly History Boys Show! I am Bob Bob, funny man and Anfield enthusiast. I am Uncle Bilbo, warden of the White Palace, liver of the dream. Guys, been so long. I <laughs> am the Pear Bear. Where are you? Let's be having you! And I'm Tombo. Gold and black clad I brew. What tale are we to tell today, chaps? Well, Bob Bob, today we stride manfully into the next instalment of our Thor trilogy. Today we recite the Lay of Thrym. Who's Thrym? Why is he lying down? And what's that got to do with the God of Thunder? Ah, well, a lay is a type of poem, one that usually tells a tale of adventure. And Thrym, well... He's the ruler of Jotunheim, the realm of the Frost Giants. Thor will have to journey there to retrieve something most dear to him. Oh, a poetic adventure into the realm of the Giants. Yes! Sold. Okay, uh, time to get laid. Our story begins in Asgard, the city of the gods. Every morning, the great rooster, Gimbal Gandhi, cock-a-doodle-doos, to announce the beginning of a new day. This day, however, finds Thor, God of Thunder, protector of mankind, more than a little worse for wear, and still in bed. Oh, my head. Shut up, you stupid rooster. You kiss your mother with that mouth, you filthy chicken. Oh, Oh, I may have had too much mead last night. Oh, <gasps> you definitely did. Loki, what are you doing in my house? I had to assume the shape of a giant to get you home, Thor, and then was too weary to return to mine once I'd carried you here. So I stayed on the sofa. Ah, right. Upon rising from his bed, Thor stretched out his hand to pick up Mjolnir, his mighty hammer from the bedside table where it had its own little cushion. What the? But Mjolnir was not there. Where on Esgad have I put Mjolnir? Maybe I left it by the front door. Thor shouldered his way past Loki and made his way towards the front of his house, but... It's not here. Mjolnir wasn't there. Loki? What did I do with Mjolnir last night? My memory is a little bit fuzzy. Dear me, brother... Have you misplaced your mighty hammer? Not misplaced! I've just temporarily lost track of its location. That's literally the meaning of misplaced. Oh, it's gotta be here somewhere! Thor looked everywhere, but Mjolnir was nowhere to be found. He checked the Kazi, the den, the cupboard, the kitchen, where his shoes were kept, but to no avail. Oh, Mjolnir! Symbol of how awesome I am! Where are you? Wow, Thor. I've never seen you so distressed. It was at this point a thought occurred to the God of Thunder. Wait a minute. 
Whenever something was wrong in the realm of the gods, there was usually only one culprit, and that culprit was standing right in front of Thor with a stupid smile on his face. A smile that quickly disappeared as Thor wrapped his meaty hands around Loki's neck. Where's my hammer, Loki? Can't speak throat being squeezed. Out with it. What have you done with Mjolnir? Thor let the god of chaos and trickery go. I've no idea where your hammer is, you maniac. Perhaps you shouldn't have had that seventh gallon of mead. I know you're up to something, brother. I know it. You have until the next dawn to return Mjolnir to my hand. Or what? Or I'm gonna kill you, Loki. Kill you so hard, you'll probably die from it. Now, get out of my house. Loki left Thor's house, and as soon as he heard the door slam, a naughty smile spread across his face. But of course, Loki knew exactly where Mjolnir was. This practical joke was going really well, he thought to himself. Apart from the going-to-get-killed-to-death-at-sunrise bit, anyway. Now Loki needed to get Mjolnir back. A simple task, but one that would first require a visit to the Goddess of Love. Freya? Freya? Are you up yet? A sleepy-looking Goddess of Love and Beauty answered the door. Loki? What time is it? What do you want? Please can I borrow your cloak of many raven feathers? Again? What do you want it for now? Because it grants its wearer the ability to fly? Well, yes, obviously I know that. It's my cloak. Ah, yes, but the listeners might not. It's called exposition, Freya. Go away, Loki. Cloak, please. Oh, fine. Just don't get any gravy on it this time. I promise nothing. Wrapped in Freya's cloak, Loki leapt into the air and flew to the realm of Jotunheim. (laughs) Jotunheim is a realm of frost and mountains, and frosty mountains, and mountainous frost. I think they get the point now. It is also the home of the giants, and it was to the giant king Frim that Loki now flew. He landed in the cavernous echoing hall that had been smashed into the side of the mountain. At the end of the hall, upon a mountainous throne of ice, sat Frim. Nine leagues tall and three leagues wide, he was what a football commentator would describe as a big lad. Around his neck was a necklace of a pendant shaped like a hammer, but it was no pendant. Loki, two times in a day. To what do I owe thee? Well, pleasure's not the right word. Hi, Frim. The game is up, I'm afraid, and I'm going to need Mjolnir back now. Thanks. (laughs) No. What do you mean, no? I've decided that Mjolnir looks so good hanging around my neck, I'm going to keep it. Also, it means Thor can't use it to kill any more giants. And seeing as I'm king of the giants, that just seems to be the sensible call. A good day's kinging all round, I'm sure you'll agree. But I need it back. Thor says he's going to kill me. If he doesn't have Mjolnir back by sunrise. Yeah, I don't see how that's my problem. But... Thanks for stopping by. 
Give Thor my regards when he murders you. Please. Is there nothing I can do to get Mjolnir back? I'll do anything. 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 Well. Hmm. Oh, I'll tell you what. You know, Freya. Goddess of love and beauty, of course, were super chummy. She said hello to me once. And I've been deeply in love with her ever since. Okay, cool. Convince her to marry me, and I'll give you Mjolnir back. You? You want to marry Freya? Oh, yes, please. Our children will be beautiful and massive! <sighs> Poor Freya. What? Won't be a problem. Start preparations for your wedding, old boy. I'll be back with Freya by sunset. Really? Brilliant! You, fetch the folder! It's finally happening! And so, as Frim shouted orders and consulted his When I Marry Freya wedding plan folder, Loki took to the air and flew straight back to Asgard. He landed in front of Freya's house and knocked upon the door. What now, Loki? Have you come to return my cloak? Is that gravy? Yes, that be gravy, but there's no time to explain. Freya, I need your help. <clears throat> Please could you marry Thrym, King of the Frost Giants, so I can get Thor's hammer back. If I don't have Mjolnir back in Thor's hand by dawn, he says he's going to kill me. You want me to marry the King of the Frost Giants so Thor doesn't kill you? Yes, please. No. Wow. Rude. Okay. Answer me this, Loki. How are we going to get ourselves out of this one? As usual, you're right, Gimbal Gandhi. I'm clucked. Suddenly, there came a cry from down the street. There you are, Loki. Uh-oh. Where's my hammer, you trickster? If you don't give it back, I'm gonna... Yes, yes, to kill me and whatnot. With a cliched dinging noise, inspiration struck Loki. I found your hammer, Thor. But you're not going to like how we're getting it back. Some time later in Jotunheim, there was joy in the air. A beautiful wedding had just taken place, and now Frim, after all these years, had at last married his lifelong love, Freya, goddess of love and beauty. Frim looked at his mountainous hall and smiled, glad that the thrice daily wedding drills had finally paid off. To his left sat Loki, smiling happily. To his right sat Freya, clad in the finest silks. She looked every bit the blushing bride from her embroidered skirts to her well-oiled beard. Now that the ceremony was over, the feasting could begin. Bring in the wedding feast! Servants leapt to obey, and the hall filled with mouth-watering aromas. An entire cow, roasted to perfection, was placed in front of the wedding party. Frim motioned for a servant to carve, but Freya reached out, took the cow in two meaty hands, and ate the entire thing in three huge bites. Gravy splashed all over Loki. Oh, come on! Freya, my love, what an appetite you have! Aha! Well, you see, Thrym, Freya was uh, so nervous about the wedding, she forgot to have any lunch. Or breakfast. Oh, makes sense. Well, my love, 
You'll be wanting something to wash that down with. Bring in the wedding ale! Brewed for months, the wedding ale was rolled out in a sturdy oak barrel and placed in front of the wedding party. As Frim motioned for the servant to tap the barrel, Freya reached out, ripped the lid off, and drained the entire thing in three gulps. Uh, Freya! I never knew you could chug so heartily. Ah, well, our journey was 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 long, Thrym, and I, I forgot to pack a water skin. Hmm, seems legit. Well, Freya, the feast is over. It is time for us to retire to bed. Raised eyebrow. Oh yes, my love, but <clears throat> but first, kiss me. Don't mind if I do. Thrym leaned forward, lips puckered for a right good kissing, and as he did so, his necklace swung forward into the reach of his wife. Her hand shot out in a flash, and she grabbed the handle of Mjolnir. Freya gave out a shout of triumph. Aha! Wait a minute! You're not Freya! You're Thor! That's right, you stupid giant! It's me, God of Thunder, and Giant Smasher Extraordinaire! I'm not stupid. You're stupid. I'm not. Thor leapt atop the table and tore the wedding dress from his body. <laughs> Thor, why didn't you wear anything under the dress? But, but, we're Consider this a divorce. Now, as for the rest of you. Come And so the God of Thunder took his righteous vengeance upon the hall full of giants that had wronged him so deeply. Um, what exactly did they do to him? T- took his hammer? Loki did that. Well, I don't know, Bilbo. This is just how the saga ends. Thor kills all the giants at a wedding. And there we go. He's tuckered himself out. Oh, he'll sleep tonight, the little scamp. There we have it, folks. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Silly History Boys. We'll be back next time with more silliness. More history. And more boys. Until then, we are the Silly History Boys and we are... Sorry. Sorry. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for your kind attention. We must start with an apology in the credit sequence this week. It was supposed to be Bob Bob doing the credits, you see, but he's doing other work and is too busy to record a one minute and nine second snippet, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing something else for money as opposed to doing this for free. I don't know why. But anyway, In Like Thrym was written by the Silly History Boys. Thor was played by Tom Tombo Fermore. Loki was played by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. Freya and Narration were played by Rob Bob Bob. I'm better than you because I'm earning money. Bond. Uh, Thrym and Narration were played by Stu the Pear Bear Perry. And introducing Gimbal Gandhi, played by Cluck Gable. We're clucky to have him. <laughs> Music by Lord Fastfingers. Booing by, my notes say, insert funny term for those nobodies here. That'll cover that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We have been the Silly History Boys, and you have listened to us. You fools.
Shit's hot under this duvet.